Praise be to God. We are going to turn our Bibles to the book of Esther. Esther. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Esther chapter 7. And we're going to read from verse 1 onwards. Esther chapter 7, from verse 1 onwards. So the king and Haman went to dine with Queen Esther. And on the second day at the banquet of wine, the king again said to Esther, What is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Up to half the kingdom, it shall be done. Then Queen Esther answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. It is very important to know, before we go into the presence of God, what we are really looking from the hand of God. We need to know that. Before you go, it takes preparation. Before you go into the presence of God, you prepare yourself and you prepare yourself with the preparation that God would have for you to prepare yourself with. And also, God's heart should be inside of you. What you're asking from God has to be in line with the will of God. So when you go into the house of God or when you come to a service like this and you come to receive from God, you need to prepare yourself. You need to come with expectation. See, how can you come with expectation unless you know what you want? Faith is expecting from God something that you know that God can and God will. And you have a definite request before God. Hannah went to the presence of God and Hannah had a definite request and she made a definite vow and she knew why she was there. Do you know why you're here today? Do you know why you're in the presence of God today? Are we just coming just to come? Okay, today is fasting prayer, so we're coming. Or are you preparing yourself before you come to the Lord? Father, I'm coming here. I don't want to just come randomly. I don't want to just come just because I have to be here. And, and let's see, you know, whatever the Lord has. Prepare yourself. Ask the Lord, Lord, lead me. I want to draw closer to you. Lord, show me what to seek you for. We need to be people would seek God to know the will of God. To even to ask what God would want us to ask, we need to go and pray and say, Lord, show me what pleases you. Now, Esther is going with the petition. We saw this on um, the first, I believe, where she went to the king after she went to the king of kings. She went to God Almighty first. And she told God, this is the situation. This Haman is after my life and he's after the lives of my people. God, I need your favor. Lord, move the heart of this king. Save our people and give, a, give us victory over our enemies. She's prayed. Mordecai prayed. All of Jewish people prayed. And they all came with one heart and one mind and coming before the Lord God Almighty, humbling themselves with fasting and prayer. And as they sought the Lord, God gave Esther the strategy. See, the strategy came from God Almighty. Esther didn't come and say, well, um, let me see 
oh, the best way to do it. And she didn't sit and think humanly. She sought the Lord and even that fasting and prayer, seeking God and calling her people to pray, Mordecai to pray and everyone to pray. And then I will go, came from God. So she went before God first, before she went before a man, a man who was in power. Whatever you may be doing, number one thing, the number one thing that every believer must do is to stand before God first before you stand before men. Don't see something and pick up the phone first or Google first and talk to someone first. And If you do that, then God won't really show you anything. You know why? Because you already ran to men before you ran to God. Be someone who will go to God first for everything. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Because he will show you what is good and what is pleasing to him. So Esther went to God and as she was led by God, she arranged this banquet and she did all that she had to do. And it was something planned by God. And the plan was dropped into Esther's heart when she sought the Lord. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. When you seek God, the plan of God will be dropped into your spirit. It's important. That's why seeking God is important. Seeking God is not saying like going to Jesus and say, good morning, Jesus. I salute you. And I praise you, Jesus. You're so lovely. And Jesus, you're so good. I thank God that you are my father. I'm so glad that I'm your son, your daughter, whatever. And uh, Lord, help me to have a good day. And Jesus, keep me happy. I'll try to keep you happy. And wherever I go, you come with me. And if you don't like it, don't bother with me. But I know you always forgive me. Because whatever I do, I can come to you a hundred times. So, bless my plans in Jesus' name. That's not how we pray. Many people pray or do what I just prayed without saying it out loud. God's plan will not be revealed to such people. God's plan will only be revealed to people who take the things of God seriously, consistently. This is the key. It's not that one day I get up and say, oh, hallelujah, Jesus, and I thank you, Lord, and I praise you, and then worship for one hour and, and two days, and after the third day, everything dies down. God is looking for consistency. God is not looking for honeymoon Christians. God is looking for Christians who truly love him with all their hearts, mind, soul, and strength every day, 365 days. God is looking for true lovers of God. And to those who have faith in him, to those who just pursue him with everything that they've got, to them will God reveal his heart to such people. So Queen Esther was someone who had given herself over to God and doing the will of the Lord. And that's how she ended up in the palace to begin with. She found favor with God and she moved according to the plan of God. And you know what? The best nature of Queen Esther was to listen to every single person that God placed over her life. From Mordecai to the eunuch, she never did anything on her own. Whatever she was told, she did. She was an obedient woman of God. 
And because of that, she ended up in the palace. God knew that. You know how to obey. You're a good candidate for God. Because God knows whatever he tells you to do, you will do it. And so Esther was placed in the palace and she was there. And you're seeing this in this national crisis for the Jewish people. A huge turmoil. Well, Mordecai, Esther, and all the Jewish people are facing this. This one woman, all alone, in the palace, just like Hannah. One person in the palace, no one to support her. Just like Hannah, one person, no husband holding hands and praying in the, in the temple of God. Lord bless us for the child. No, no. Hannah went and cried alone. She cried alone and God heard her cry. She cried alone before God, woman of faith. Esther went there and she said, Oh God, show me what to do. God answered her. Learn to cry before God. Tears of faith. Go alone into the presence of God and pray. By the way, please don't take this wrong and say, pastor is not for couples prayers. And she said, you don't need your husband to pray. You don't need to hold hands and pray. You go pray alone. No. If you don't have someone to pray with, don't cry about it. If you're alone, go alone and pray in the presence of God. God can do mighty things through you. If you have your spouse, then definitely pray with your spouse. I've taught on this, so I'm not going into this. But for those of you, you have issues and you have problems. You can have somebody like Elkanah, who's loving, but you're not, not on the same page spiritually. Learn to go alone to the presence of God. When you face different things and you know that I have to take it to God in prayer, don't look for somebody. I don't have a prayer partner. I don't have prayer support. Oh, I'm all alone. Oh, don't fall into that pity party demonic syndrome. Go to God. Learn to be someone who will go to God in prayer. Run to the presence of God. Now, Esther, all alone, goes to God Almighty. She goes to God and she says, Lord, there's this big problem. And I don't know what to do. I've been told about this by Mordecai. It has reached my ears. I have to do something about this, but I don't. I'm the only one here. But you have brought me here for such a time as this. What is your plan? What should I do? What is my part in fulfilling your plan? Oh, Lord, reveal it to me. She didn't go and say, I want to be a heroine over here. And so that I can do something for you. No, it was not about her. It was about God. See, your focus as to why you're doing what you're doing has to be purified. The focus itself has to be purified. Very important. If your lens is not good, whatever you see will be twisted. If your ears are clogged, whatever you hear can go muffled. And a lot of times you won't hear. You know, there are people who have problems with their hearing. They won't hear the, the sounds at the end. Some people, they won't hear some words. 
Some people can completely hear something else. They'll hear bits and pieces and frame a story out of it. And if you have problems with your eyes, whatever you see will be wrong. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. In order for you to have God's vision, you need to have pure eyes. In order for you to hear the voice of God, to hear God's plans, you need to have pure ears, consecrated ears and consecrated eyes. Very important. If you want to receive revelation from God, your mind has to be consecrated unto God. Pure mind. Only then God can give messages and transfer stuff through you to others. Unless you're completely through and through pure. The pure word of God will not mix with your impure mind, impure eyes and impure ears, impure mouth. So it's important to be holy unto God. Now Esther was someone who pleased God. She was someone who pleased God. Because she pleased God, when she went and sought the Lord and she prayed unto the Lord, God revealed his plan to her. God gave that plan. You're going to go and you call for a banquet and you go first time, you go second time. This is what you're going to do. God gave her a very clear plan. She received that plan from God and she had that. What was that? The drive to execute that plan. The spirit of God came upon her to fulfill God's assignment. Very important. If you want to be someone who will fulfill God's assignment, you need to receive his assignment first. If you have to receive his assignment, you need to be trustworthy. You need to be trustworthy in order to receive the assignment from God. And then the spirit of God will be given when he gives you the assignment to fulfill it. He will take care of it. He will enable you to execute it. That's what happened to Esther. So Esther, verse 3 answered and said, if I have found favor in your sight, after she found favor in the sight of the king of kings and the lord of lords, she's standing before this human authority and we saw last week, she didn't use any human manipulation and, you know, human tactics and and all kinds of human drama to somehow get his puny favor. She came with the favor of God. She came with the spirit of God and she went and stood before him with the spirit of God. And the spirit of God who was upon her gave the favor of God to Esther. So now there she stands and she said, if I found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me as a, at my petition and my people at my request. And she tells the whole thing. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed and to be annihilated. Have we been sold as male and Female slaves, I would have held my tongue, although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. So, King Ahasuerus, answer. He answered here, once he heard what you said. It's response time. He's saying this. Who is he? And where is he? Who would dare presume in his heart to do such a thing? It's like brand new news coming to the king. How did everything turn suddenly? How did everything turn suddenly? A community that was going to be wiped out completely. Suddenly everything turned. 
as we sang yesterday, in the twinkling of an eye, you brought Joseph out of prison. In a twinkling of an eye, you healed him, healed the man by the pool. 38 years he was sick. In the twinkling of an eye, you brought the dead back to life. Suddenly. Suddenly, so suddenly. This is taking place here. Haman would have never thought that this would change to this way. So King Ahasuerus answered and said to Queen Esther, Who is he and where is he who would dare to presume in his heart to do such a thing? And Esther said, The adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. So Haman was terrified before the king and queen. Then the king arose in his wrath from the banquet of wine and went into the palace garden. But Haman stood before Queen Esther pleading for his life. For he saw that evil was determined against him by the king. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Mercy must be shown when mercy should be shown. Mercy should not be shown when mercy should not be shown. God is speaking at this hour. When mercy should be shown, God will show. When mercy should not be shown, God will show that as well. When mercy should not be shown at that time, you say, well, poor Haman. Haman is pleading for his life right now. And as a Christian, I want to show love to Haman. And if I sort of said, okay, Haman, you're pleading for my, for your life. Go, go, go. I will actually tell the king not to do anything to you. Esther didn't do that. Why? Because it's the new. If I don't Seek the death of this Haman. Now, this Haman will come back to kill me and my people. God spoke to us before. God told the children of Israel, you, remember, that you need to wipe out these enemies. Make sure you do it. When you don't do it, you know what will happen? It will come back to wipe you out. You will regret because at that time, you won't have any help. Because God will say, didn't I tell you to wipe you out? We need to understand. When God tells us to do something, we better do it. At that time, we should never play more merciful than God. And we saw this also last week. How when God said, Moses... I'm going to destroy all these people. I'm going to take you in. So he told Moses, I'm going to take you and I'm going to make you into a nation. And Moses said, oh, no, Lord, no, 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 no. If you do that, just scribble my name out. No, Lord, no. When God says he's going to wipe or finish off, he knows. He sees the end from the beginning. He knows any more than this, this will come back to destroy God's people. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. Make sure you have no sin that is lurking in your life. Whatever needs to be destroyed, you need to destroy it thoroughly. 
whatever Haman is in there needs to be destroyed thoroughly. If you don't deal with it thoroughly now, it'll come back to destroy you. Esther showed no mercy. When she is plead, when he is pleading with him, with her, she showed no mercy. This is why we have Purim, remember. Purim is not because everybody showed mercy, no. Purim was not showing mercy to the murderer who wanted to take their lives. Let's read this again. Then the king arose in his wrath from the banquet of wine and went into the palace garden. But Haman stood before Queen Esther pleading for his life, for he saw that evil was determined against him by the king. You know, before this king determined to do evil to Haman, guess who was determined to do evil to Haman? The king of kings. When Esther went and told God what happened, the very same God who saw all that Laman, Laban did to Jacob saw all that Haman did to Mordecai and the Jewish people. He saw that. And he said, I see you. I see all the plans. I see the gallows that you prepared for Mordecai. I see the letter that you have prepared to kill all the Jewish people. I see it. I see it. God allowed all that to happen. You know why? Because he had his time. But he said, I'll bring you to an end. In your life and in my life. Whatever is coming up against you, whatever is coming up against me, and whoever is coming against you and against me, God says this. I've seen all of it. And when God's time comes to judge them. Oh, who can stand against God Almighty? Who can stand before God Almighty? When he says, it's done, it's done. When he says, it's over, it's over. At that time, nobody can say, well, he's pleading right now, show mercy. Oh, no, no. Because it's a cobra that will come to kill you again. Whatever sin is in your life, Whatever evil that is in your life, don't show mercy to it. Don't show, don't show mercy to that which is evil. Because it will come back to destroy you. Esther was very smart. She knew that. Well, it's not just enough for Haman to be just pushed out of the palace. God said, the very gallows that you prepared for Mordecai, Haman is going to be hung in the same thing. And Esther didn't say, well, he asked sorry a hundred times and he's pleading and I feel so sorry for him. And no, 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 you don't show mercy for a murderer. Don't. You don't show mercy for a murderer. You don't show mercy to the wicked. When their wickedness is exposed and it has come to the top, you don't show mercy to the wicked. What will happen at that time? You will be destroyed. Just like how Moses did not enter into the promised land because he showed mercy to whom God said, don't show mercy. Because when God said it's enough, he should have just said, yes, Lord. Because he is the one who is all merciful. He's the one who is just and fair. Moses went ahead of God and it became a problem for him. Never try to go ahead of God. 
When God said it's, when God says it's over, at that time you also have to say it's over. It's important for every believer to be in line with the will of God, perfect will of God. Otherwise, what we give room to in our lives will become the stumbling block by which we will stumble and we may end up losing our soul. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. In this month of October, God is working in a big way. Big time. God is doing something very special. God is taking vengeance over his enemies, our enemies. God is saying that this is the payday. God says, this is the time. You came to my presence, right? You came from presence and you told me what happened, right? And I saw what this wicked Haman has done. Yes. And I saw what Laban has done to you. Oh, yes. Now, I'm taking action. And God takes action. Even if Haman comes and pleads, God will show no mercy. If God doesn't show mercy, it's over. It's over. It's over. After he cried and after he pleaded, guess what happened? The king returned from the palace garden to the place of the banquet. Haman had fallen across the couch where Esther was. Then the king said, will he also assault the queen while I'm in the house? As the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. Where is this judgment coming from? Is it coming from Ahasuerus, the king? No, it came from the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The judgment of God came upon Haman. When God judges, no one can stop. When God pronounces a judgment upon the enemies of God, no one can stop that. No one. No one. No one. How soon have the mighty have fallen? This is God's word. How soon? Haman looked like he was the next to the king. But how soon? Suddenly it happened. But never think that, oh, God is not watching and there's no justice and all these things. No, 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 no. He's watching. He sees everything. If you are with God, he's involved in your life. If you are with God, he's involved in your life. And what happened that they covered? Let's just go here all the way to the end. Haman has made now Harbona, one of the eunuchs, said to the king, Look, the gallows, 50 cubits high, which Haman made for Mordecai. How wicked he should have been. Made a 50 cubit gallows for Mordecai to hang a righteous man. Who spoke good on the king's behalf is standing at the house of Haman. So this is what he has in his house. Then the king said, hang him on it. It goes right along with the biblical principle or the principles of heaven, which is whatever a man sows, he shall reap. Whatever it is, that's what will happen. You sow unrighteousness, you will reap unrighteousness, and you will have to eat the fruit of unrighteousness. Always, that's how it works. Then the king said, hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then 
the king's wrath subsided. Why? Why? Because justice was served. This is how it is with God too. When justice is served, God's wrath is subsided. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Whatever God has planned and purposed in his heart, he shall do it. We as God's people need to be in alignment with the will of God, with the perfect will of God. When God says enough, we say enough. When God says back off, we back off. When God says do this, we do this. When God says show mercy, we show mercy. When the Lord says don't show mercy because this will kill you, we need to not show mercy and back off. Let God handle it. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We as God's people need to be people of faith, people of God, people who rely on the whole counsel of God, walk in unity with the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God leads us in a certain direction, we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and do only what God wants us to do. Now, after Haman was done away with, Chapter 8, verse 1 says, On that day, King Ahasuerus gave Queen Esther the house of Haman, the enemy of the Jews. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told how he was related to her. So the king took off his signet ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther appointed Mordecai over the house of Haman. That's what God would do. He takes that which belongs to the enemy and he'll give it into your hands. He takes that which belongs to the enemy and he'll give it into your hands. When he gives it, at the time you take it. He takes that which belongs to the enemy and he gives it into your hands. Now why? Because you call that the spoil. It's a good thing. Whatever the enemy took, God says, I will take it back from the enemy and give it to you. And also, whatever the enemy has, I will take that too. You know why? Because he took yours in the first place. This is the promise that God is giving to us in this month of October. Whatever the enemy took, God will not only extract that from the hands of the enemy, but he will also take that which belongs to the enemy and he will give it to the righteous. God is speaking to our hearts this hour. Never lose heart. When you see the wicked prospering, when you see the wicked flourishing, know that. It's all just a smokescreen. When you see the wicked flourishing, know that they're just like this water vapor. When you see the wicked flourishing, know that they will wither away like the flowers of the field. But only those who do the will of the Father will endure forever. God is speaking to our hearts today. The promises of God, they're true. They're eternal. No one can stand against God's people because they are his chosen people. They are special people. Because they are righteous people, they don't harm others. They are righteous people, they don't hurt others. They are righteous people, they don't do evil to others. Make sure you don't hurt anyone. You are righteous. Make sure you don't do evil to anyone. Make sure you're not spiteful. If you are living a life that is pleasing to God, innocent like the dove, then God will fight for you. 
then God will come like a mother bear who's been robbed of her cubs, the Bible says. And he will come and he will fight for you. He will fight for your children. He will fight for you. He will fight on your behalf and he will give you the victory. Not only he will give back to you what was taken from you, but he will also give to you that which belongs to the enemy as a prize for you. Just like how he gave Haman's house to Esther. How he gave that which belonged to the enemy to Esther. You know why? Because she laid down her life and she said, I'm going to go for my people. I'm going to do that which is right before God. And God gave her much more. As a sign, as a possession. This is the victory, the great victory, the grand victory that God gives to all his people. Whatever the enemy may try to do, if God allows it, it's for something far greater. God could have just given Haman a heart attack, right? He could have just given him a heart attack, or he could have just given him cancer. He could have given him anything. He could have just struck him like how God struck Nabal, Abigail's husband. God could have done that. Certain times God does that. Certain times God says, oh, no, no, no. That'll be too easy for you. So I need to show you. In the presence of your enemies, God will prepare a table. In the presence of the enemy, God will anoint your head with oil. In the presence of the enemy, God will cause your cup to overflow. In the presence of the enemy, God will not only recover, restore, but he will take what belongs to the enemy and he'll give it to you. That's what God will do. This is God's word. This is God's word, not only for the month of October, beginning October and beyond. God will do. We will see it happen in stages. God is showing me installments. First installment, second installment, third installment, like that God is going to do. The vengeance that God is going to take over the enemies of God will come in installment. God will deliver his wrath in installments. And God will deliver his blessed things to us in installments as well. God will deliver his wrath upon our enemies in installments. And God will deliver his blessed things upon his people in installments. Just like how he did here. God will do it. So don't fear human beings who threaten to kill. But fear God who will not just threaten but who can kill your body and your soul in hell. Live a righteous life. Live a life that is pleasing to God. Never play double game. Be transparent before God and man. Live a life that is honorable in the sight of God and honorable in the sight of man. One life we have, live it well. Doesn't matter who says what. We are not living for anyone in this world. We are living to please the king. We're living to please the king. We're living to please our king, King Jesus. That should be your focus. That should be your purpose. And when you do that which is pleasing to God, he will come and do all things. He will come and do all things for us. He will make all things well. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. What God did for Esther, what God did for Mordecai, what God did for the Jewish people, God will do it for you. We all have a common enemy, Satan, who brings disease and who brings disaster, who brings loss and who brings all kinds of things. 
God says he will shut away. He will do away in different areas. God will come and he will execute his vengeance over those enemies. And God says he will give to you whatever loss Satan has caused, whatever pain Satan has caused, whatever death Satan has caused. God says in those areas, I will come with my resurrection power. In those areas, I will give back to you what the enemy has stolen and what the enemy has. He will give it to you. You know, spiritually, what that means. If Satan has taken something from you, God will pull that and give it to you and more. He'll give you more souls. He give you more souls. If you have, if he afflicted you with some kind of sickness, if he afflicted you with pain, if he afflicted you, not only was going to heal you, but he'll give you souls. He'll use you to bring comfort. He'll use you to bring healing. He'll use you to bring prosperity in the lives of others by breaking them free from the bondage of the enemy. That means more people from Satan will be brought to Jesus through you. Take this word of God seriously. Don't take it lightly. If you take it lightly, then this won't work in your life. But if you take it by faith and you say, Lord, I take it for myself. I take it for my family. I'm going to live uprightly before you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to not be like the rest of the people, but I'm going to live like Esther. I'm going to live like Hannah. I'm not going to look for somebody to hook up with and somehow try to see if I can grow in my faith. I will be in the fold that you have placed and I'll eat the food that has been given to me. I will drink the waters that God has given to me through the shepherds that God has placed from the streams that God has given, still waters. And I'm going to grow steadily. I'm going to take all my cares to God Almighty. As Hannah took her cares to God. And as Esther took her cares to God. And God heard both of them. And gave them more than they asked or imagined. God will do the same for his people. God shut the mouths of Hannah's rival. By not only giving Hannah one child, but many children. Not only that. Imagine how Hannah would have felt every time she saw Prophet Samuel. Hannah's son, Prophet Samuel. What else God would have done to judge her? We don't know. It's not written. Do you know what? Penana's name stops right there, but Hannah's name continues. Hannah's name continues as to how God blessed her more and how God increased her with more children. It's still there. God is speaking to her hearts today. Your name should become an honorable name in the sight of God and in the sight of man. If you choose to honor the name of God Almighty, God will honor those who honor him. But you don't go after that honor that comes from man, but you go after the honor that comes from God. That means you go after God himself. When you go after God himself, that means, Lord, I want to be pleasing to you. I want to hear you say, well done. In what you say is what I want to hear. I value that more than anything. To those, God will give what the enemy has stolen and much more. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the promises of God that you've given for the month of October. Lord, you're going to do big things. You're going to do big things. I know. You're going to do big things, Father. Lord, you are a big God. Everything in this world belongs to you. We belong to you. You're not a God who sits and watches his people suffer from some faraway place. You are very much involved in our lives. You see all our suffering and you say, I see everything. I see everything. Oh Lord, I pray to cover our church with your precious blood. Continue to cover, Lord. You've seen all that Laban has done and all that Haman has done to our church. And I thank you. It's payday. Payday for the righteous and payday for the wicked. And I praise you, Father, for this time of God. We praise you, Lord. Thank you for this season that you brought us into. We praise you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you are going to give back to us that which was stolen from us. And you're going to extract from the enemy. Oh, Lord, and give it to us as a prize for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. None of us who have suffered for righteousness have suffered in vain. None of us sufferings have gone unnoticed by the eyes of our God Almighty. That you've seen everything and you see everything. You've heard everything and you hear everything. Hallelujah. And you are taking action. We praise you. We are eagerly looking forward to seeing the great works of our great king displayed right before our eyes and before the eyes of our enemies. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that has risen against our church. From the pit of hell, I curse it in Jesus' name. I take victory in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I curse every sea monster spirit that I'm seeing right now. In the name of Jesus. I curse it in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And every serpent with seven heads, I curse you in Jesus' name. And I cut off your heads right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, precious Jesus. Thank you for the victorious blood of Jesus. 
that you've given to us, Lord. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you will continue to cover our church with your precious blood. Cover every brother, every sister, every child with your precious blood. Thank you, Father. Thank you for teaching your eternal principles of life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that you keep your people in perfect balance. May the word of God go into them night and day, night and day, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let no one be lopsided, Father, but let each and every single person in this church, O oh Lord, walk in the perfect love of Christ. Walk in the fear of the Lord God Almighty. O oh Lord, that they may know the word and have the perfect balance that comes from the King of Heavens. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I bless your people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That throughout this month, that they may live for you. Throughout this month, that they may do that which is right before you. Throughout this month, may they seek justice from your hands, O Lord. So that the evil and the evil one be put away. Thank you, Father. We give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.